and thank you for pressing play to see what this is all about. I'm Jeff Lloyd. I'm Sarah Barron. So what what is this all about? Do you know what I want this to be? Go on. So when I'm watching a TV show that I am obsessing over, mm. I feel in the run-up to that, sh- it's like Christmas every week, in the run-up to that episode airing, oh, I have so much excitement for watching it, and then the second it's finished, you're like, oh, it's over and now I have to wait a whole nother week. So we want to be the repository for those feelings. I think we're going to do an episode yeah. on the Monday. Yeah. When when the TV show is aired, we will have an episode straight after it that you can listen to. So that is where you put your feelings mm. when you're like, ah, Ah, oh, that feeling that follows watching incredible TV when you have a week to wait. Come to us. Let and you us can hear us going, feelings. ah. We're going to be going, ah, and we'll be your that brothers. That sounds like a good podcast. Just us going, ah. ah. Your brothers and sisters in that feeling. Mm. And then. And then on a Friday, we'll have like a mini episode. A mini app. And what we'll do is we'll look at the email you've sent us. It could be questions or thoughts that you have. Yep. And we your will, hypotheses are interesting yeah, hypo- to us. Yeah, exit predictions, all these things. So we, we will then questions, things that you've noticed that you think nobody else is talking about. Yes. And, and then we will talk through some of those. And that, that'll just be very brief, maybe 10 or 15 minutes. Okay. And you can skip that one. If you haven't got time for two succession podcasts in a week, mm-hmm. you can skip that one on a Friday. No, it's just if you need a place to put your excitement on a Friday, we're mm. here for you. Mm. And then a place to put your, oh, what just happened? I, what just happened? And I have to wait a week. We're there for you on a Monday. Yes, we're very excited. In fact, we just did what I believe to be our third rewatch. It made us so happy. You would, I'd look at you on the end of the sofa as those opening credits would roll and you would have so much more joy than you regularly do. I love drumming along with you the theme music. You love to drum along on my big, big, big feet. <laughs> I have these huge feet and you love to just take my socks off and just beat along like they're little drums. I, I would love to know if other people have little rituals they do during the opening titles. Do people shout out things? Are you pleased to see a particular shot? Is it the news ticker? Which says things like gender fluid illegals entering the country twice. Yes, Is yeah, that it? yeah. That are you looking out for those things? We we don't want this to just be us going on about the Roys and the Hershes and the Wamsgans and everyone else. We want this to be a place where you can put all your scrutinising and theorising too. The email address is coming up. You can find us on Twitter. Under our respective names, Jeff Lloyd and Sarah Barron, you uh, you might need to check the spelling of both of those in the podcast notes below. And this, as you may have already have intuited, isn't going to be one of those official spin-off podcasts where we get a lot of access to uh, the, the the writers and cast members. Well, you know, who knows? But I, I think an idea that is fun, if it's too ambitious and if we pride ourselves on knowing our limits, like, so if we're not going to talk to Jesse Armstrong, we're not going to be speaking to Brian Cox, but like, what if we can find someone who knows someone who knows someone who was like a boom operator when Tom and Shiv were having their are we going to break up conversation on in that little like alcove. Cove, a cove, cove, not an alcove, a cove cove. There are infinite coves. In There are infinite coves. Next cove, Julius. Next cove. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but this would be great. So if you're listening to this, like, even if it's the six degrees of separation thing, if you can get as close to anybody with even the remotest connection. Yes, and let's let's own our status and yeah. say, actually... The, the lower, the sort of lower status you are in your succession involvement. Yes. The more interested we become, we just want some firsthand experience. So if it was your house that they used for the exterior to be that dead kid's house. Talk to us. <laughs> that's the person we, we that's, that's the we're person we're aiming for because we know we're, we're not, not going to get. We're the... not going to get Kieran Culkin. <laughs> we want to talk to the family who lives in the house that was used as the exterior for the dead kid's house season one. So I thought what we could do ahead of the episode is go through the Roys, talk about where we're up to and how we think it might go. Okay, I like it. So should we start with Logan? For me, here's the big question. I say this is someone who has re- who has watched and rewatched the final episode of season two four times and has then sort of subsequently watched little scenes from it. I feel very strongly that there is no question that Logan actually the whole time has been setting Kendall up for success. On some level, Logan is a good dad rebuilding mm-hmm. his little boy after the trauma of series one, yep. or season one, if you're yep. American. That from the scene mm. where he's in the, the what I would call the gas station. Yeah, the motorway services. The motorway services. And he gets the call um, where those shareholders are like, Logan, you've got to go. The only way this works is if you go. That from that moment... Logan decides that he has to get the problem with Kendall is that Kendall's never been a killer. And he now has to, he has to psychologically manipulate him to make him the killer he's never been before. And that the whole thing about sacrificing him is, is about that what he wants when he watches that press conference is he wants Kendall to do exactly what Kendall winds up doing. So he wants to hand Kendall the knife and build Kendall up to a place where he can stab him in the front. Yes, him meaning Logan. Yeah, that's what I I have thought. And I'm just curious if there's even any debate about that. Well, I think... There has to be. I, I think most people think it came as a complete surprise. And if you watch the trailer for the next series, it looks like... We're wrong and everyone else is right. I know, I know. Do you know what the first episode is called of the new series? No, do you? Secession. Secession. Yes. Secession. So is that Kendall seceding from Waystar Royco? Oh, my God. Here's what I'm interested in. A, the broad question, will there be room in the Kendall storyline for his love life? I feel a little bit like Naomi has been set up as a possible worthy partner and good match for Kendall. I agree, but they're also both addicts, both addicts and they've I both know, enabled each other. And that doesn't maybe, feel great, does no, it? No, I actually but think she, that's she good when good that happens. Him in this. But I, think, I always recommend two addicts in the early stages of their sobriety get together. Um, what's fucked up is that I feel like I can make that joke because you yourself are an addict, yes. but I don't think that puts me in that position. So anyway. There was some, I think there was a deleted scene in the last episode of series two where maybe... I don't think we should get into your theories on deleted scenes. <laughs> it's something that you do in our marriage and it's sort of exhausting. So I think Kendall, were, the big thing we know is mm. 
he's in such a different place from when he tried his first attempt in season one and it went so terribly. He's in a very different place. Season three, is he ready to be king? What's happening with his love life? And do we have an opportunity to hear him rap again? To hear him rap again. Oh, I love that so much. It was one of the greatest things. It was it was one of the greatest things. I've, I also I've, I think that some of the most beautiful acting I've ever seen. I forgot the character's name, but Roman's girlfriend, that really leggy, tall blonde, but oh, she was sharp and whatever. Watching her Tabitha. It was Tabitha. Tabitha. Yeah. Watching Tabitha watch the rap, divine. Anyway, I want also to know like the the, the Chekhov's gun yes. is that dead boy. It is a, it is a, it is a, a smoking gun. But it's a it's, smoking gun. That's it's not a Chekhov's word. gun, it's a smoking a gun. smoking gun. But it implicates Logan as much as it does anyone because he has had his people cover it up. Also, I think the right people... So one of our obsessions in succession is Colin. Oh my God. If, if people... If the, and, uh, here's all you... If you know who Colin is... This podcast is for you. But if you don't... We still want you to listen. <laughs> Colin is is the right hand man. He's the right hand man of Logan, and he does his job so well. He's sort of a security guard, come fixer. He's like his body man. Yes, presidents have body men. Colin is Logan's body man. And he sort of cleans up the messes. Clean like Colin just takes Kendall and has a word. Oh, love Colin. <gasps> okay, I've identified my goal. We get to speak to Colin. Does anyone know Colin? Because. Colin can make the dreams of a woman in her early middle age come through. <laughs> what if what if I identified Colin as my hall pass? Would you allow me to have sex with Colin in the context of our monogamous marriage? I am not a hippie, Sarah. We are married. You can't just gobble the odd side dick. Or can I? Okay, Roman. Do you fancy Roman? Are you attracted yeah, to the yeah. character? Yeah, I think we all fancy Roman. Yeah, I've, I've read so many things over the past week where people, both male and female, oh, are admitting to having these to, crushes. Yeah, every, he's so um, objectively sexy. There's not a debate. It's not taste. But what I like is the show acknowledges that. Like, he will say, he'll sort of talk about his own fuckability. Do you fancy him at all? You don't respond to small men very well, even if they're <laughs> sexy. Because what you do respond to, you love, like, the kind of man mm. that you respond to, mm. not sexually, but, like, almost sexually, the way that a, a, a prepubescent would respond, is you love an extremely warm, very tall man who can kind of physically engulf you. Yes, I don't know if people are familiar with the Athena black and white poster from the 80s of a topless man cradling a baby. But I think oh. I think that's you like, want to be that. Baby. I want to be the baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what do you think is going on sexually between Roman and Jerry? Then is well, it so? Is it so mutual? I think, is, is it yes, mutual? Is the we, I feel we know what's going on mm. for Roman. Yes. What's going on for Jerry? We don't know. That's the question. What do you think? Do you think she loves having this kind of hot young thing jerk off to her? Like that. The, the sexual power of that is doing it for her? Is it a combination of that and just the intimacy of their relationship? Is it actually her way of keeping him on a short leash and kind of becoming more of the businessman that she knows he can be? Or is it she sees a way to the top? So everybody writes her off and yes. says that she, oh, we'll just put you on the paper, Jerry, as name successor, successor. We know we know that you will never, you know, we know that that's just for the paper. Yes. Is it, is it, she sees Roman as her route to the top, and um, 
And then when she gets there, she would knife him in some way. That's the that's the good question the, about the, Jerry. There the did seem to be genuine concern. Loyalty. I feel there's you know, some when genuine... she, when he got back from his traumatic experience yeah. where he's held hostage. Yeah. As he comes back onto the yacht and everybody's dicking around and and making the kind of jokes that he would make. Yeah. Um. She she seems genuinely concerned. I think. Yeah. They're giving us a very strong case that the connection there is very real, mm. and it's a little maternal and a little sexual, sort of like my relationship with my own son. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I realized just when I said that that I'm like trying to say things to make people tune out so that we wind up with the right core. I think it might be limit a bit limiting on a preview to make, episode to make a pedophile joke. I think no, oh, it's incest, not pedophilia. Well, neither our son, are great. Our son is five. Neither are great. So I think it's both. Cool. Well, okay. ticking on my boxes. <laughs> pedophilia, tick. Incest, um, tick. There's been some talk that the first series was Kendall series. Mm-hmm. The second series was Shiv's. Oh, that's interesting. Will this next one be Roman's? Oh, yes. Or it could be <gasps> Connor's. Oh, my God. They kind of hint Connor. that in the trailer, but there's no way Connor could be taken seriously. I just... No. I've got a thought of something that could happen with Connor. Go on. He could push for Willa's play to be adapted into a, into a movie oh. by Waystar Royco's film division. I think it would be funny if they he tried to do a podcast. Well, he has uh, secured a lot of investment interest for his Napoleonic History podcast. Oh, my God. Love the guy. Oh, yeah. But the presidential Cameron run. Cameron forever. Presidential run's not what, happening. Oh, that was such a great ride. I'll miss the, <laughs> the references to the con heads. But I think that's over. Basically, he's there to always do the same thing. But what a thing it is. But will Jesse Armstrong et al. surprise us by giving yes. him something different to yep. do? Yep, wouldn't surprise me if he surprised us. All right then, uh, Shiv. What will be interesting to see for Shiv in this season is did did she and Tom, was that a, com- a coming to Jesus? Did her sense that Tom is capable of leaving her, is that going to be her kind of, for lack of a, a better phrase, pulling her shit together? And committing to her marriage in a new and fresh way? Or is she just not capable of being the wife that he's ultimately interested in being? I don't know if this is or isn't interesting, but the post you know the posters that they put out? Yeah. Um, which were pairs of cast so it's members. Tom and Greg Sprinkles and Shiv and Connor. No, that's not a that's no, not a realistic that feels, alliance no. though, is it? That just feels like that feels, a red, like, feels like a red herring. Or it feels like that marriage will not be at the center of the storyline this season. And then how would Tom be significant if he wasn't married to Shiv? Because you'd think Logan, presumably, even without the incident where Tom just ate the chicken off his plate. That was so which, good. Which, it, like Tom, Logan would have no reason for keeping Tom around if he wasn't Shiv's husband. Well, yes, that, as you know, that's one of my favourite scenes from season one where he tells Shiv when they're in, when they're in New Mexico at that compound that Connor is living on. And it's the one time we see her sort of break down in tears because he's like, you married someone so far beneath you because you're afraid to compete. Ah! And this is the thing is that Shiv's bottom line is that she couldn't handle someone at her level. She was too insecure. So how can Tom and Greg still be in alliance if presumably for Kendall to have the documents he needs to bring Logan down, Greg would have had to have given him those documents. He's got the documents 
from Greg. He must have. Where else would they have come from? Right. So then is that how is Greg going to be in an alliance with Kendall and with Tom mm. if Tom is with Shiv and Shiv is with Logan? Mm. I think we should move on from this topic. We're getting too into the weeds. Yeah. So have we done all the Roys then? Marsha and her son. We see her in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Logan. She's a shrewd operator as well. And I feel like she's the one person on that show who's not afraid of Logan. Yes. So that makes her interesting. Do you Are you attracted to her? No, I'm attracted a little bit to Jerry. Interesting. Yeah. Who would you rather? Mm. Marsha mm. or Shiv? Marsha, but... Shiv could watch from the bathroom through the keyhole. Through the keyhole, very good. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes of all time. Okay. I'm excited for Marsha. I love, I don't know how to pronounce I think it's Hiyama Bas, but I love that actor. Love, mm. watch, love watching her work. All right. So I think we, uh, we've discussed all the Roys. We're set up for the new series. This is the preview episode, and we will have the first episode proper after Succession airs in the UK here on Monday. Question. How do people get in touch with us, Jeff? If you would like to email us, and we would really like you to, we will give everybody that we use as a contributor some kind of sweary succession insult name. Yes. Cold from the series. Yes. They're like non-fungible tokens. So once you've got yours, it won't ever belong to anyone else. Oh, that's wonderful. Give us an example. Cuntstruck. Someone could be Cuntstruck. Which Rayo was described. It was Logan. Logan Logan, basically Kendall in season two suggested to Logan like, "Ooh, you're you know that he was sort of under Rhea's spell," and then Logan shot back, "I'm not the one who's cunt struck." Well, there is, I think, a perfect example. It also means that I will need to mark this podcast as explicit. But I it's think a it podcast will be. about succession. It has it's to be. Have to and be I was explicit. about to say what the email address is. Fuck off. At, at firecrotchandnormcore.com. That's right. Fuck off at firecrotchandnormcore.com is the email address. Without you, we're nothing. We want it to be a show by us as fans, for you as fans, and it's a place where we can all put our feelings and obsessions. I like that. Um, one more thing to tell you, which is we will do a guest spot on the podcast every week where we get somebody. Uh, what we do is basically give them a seat on the Waystar Royco board. Nice. And we find out who their vote is going to. Oh, I like mm. that. And on episode one. Who do we have, G? We have comedian, director, opera buff, Chris Addison. Actor? Actor of, as well. As, and, and Chris is just, I mean, he's just fantastic anyway. But in terms of degrees of separation. So close. So close because, of course, the thick of it. He worked with uh, Jesse Armstrong, Veep as well. There is a lot of people we're in that succession close. team that were also on the Veep we're team. We're very close to Jesse Armstrong yeah. by getting to have Chris Addison. Yes. So, so that's all coming up. We hope you get through this weekend. It's going to be hard, but we can do this. We're nearly there now. Almost there, Monday night. That is when you'll be able to come to us and we can all... Huddle together and talk about what we've been through. And please join in. It's fuck off at firecrutchandnormcore.com. Fuck off!